doors and gates come in all shapes and sizes and all kind of material, uh, wood and iron and metal, high and low and wide and narrow. Doors and gates, while they're very important, we seldom think about them. You just think about how many times you go in and out of doors without even thinking. How many times you lock and unlock doors. And in these days, of course, locks are not enough. We, we, we need alarms. So we alarm our doors and make sure that we're safe and secure. Did you set the alarm? Did you forget to set the alarm? Did your dreaded alarm went off at night and woke up our neighbors? And so the question is, what are the doors and the gates and the alarms and the locks are for? They are for our safety. They are for our protection. All these doors and gates and locks, and they're all for our security. They're for our sheltering. They're for our provision. They're for our peace of mind. Well, at least we think so. After all, we live in a dangerous world. We, we live in an insecure world. We live in, in a hazardous world, and we need these doors and locks and, and alarms and security guards and, and all the rest of it. And that is why we have high fences and we have gates. You see, these doors are designed to keep intruders out. They're designed to keep robbers out of the house. They're they're designed to keep people out who are trying to disturb our peace. They're designed to keep people who seek to harm us out. And so when Jesus said in John chapter 10, verses 7 to 10, I am the door. Some translations said, I am the gate. It's the same word. And when he said, I am the door, he is communicating to us something far deeper than even what doors represent to us today. Remember, Jesus was speaking at a time and to a culture who understood what he's talking about, but for us in the 21st century, I have to explain it to you. Shepherds back then did not have solid mahogany doors. They did not have iron gates. Uh, Shepherds back then, they did not have electronic alarms so that it alerts them that there is a a wolf or a a robber coming in. They did not have any of this. So what normally happens is the shepherd himself, at nighttime, they'll bring the sheep into an enclosure. Sometimes it's round enclosure, sometimes it's square, but it's an enclosure. It's a bit flimsy, not really something solid, but, but nonetheless, it keeps the sheep in and protects them. But then there was an opening where the gate's supposed to go, but they can't afford a gate. So what does the shepherd do? He basically, nighttime, he lays his body at that opening. He becomes the door. He becomes that gate. And you see, that's what Jesus' hearers understood him to be saying. They understood exactly what he's talking about. He is saying that that opening of that enclosure is covered by me, for I am the door. I'm the gate. (laughs) In that opening where the gate normally goes, the shepherd acts as a door, as a gate. All night long, all night long, he lies down between the sheep and anything that could harm them. He puts his body between the sheep and the robbers. He puts his body between the sheep and wild animals. He puts his body between the sheep 
and the wolves that are trying to harm and steal the lambs. And no one could protect the sheep. No gate, no door can protect the sheep better than the shepherd himself. He's the one to whom the sheep look to for safety. He's the one to whom the sheep look to for security. He is the one in whom the sheep find peace of mind and they can rest. So when Jesus said, I am the door or the gate of the sheep, every one of his listeners knew exactly what he's talking about. No sheep can enter in to the fold without his say-so. No sheep can be harmed as long as the shepherd lays down his body in that opening of the sheepfold. And there are three things that the door does. Jesus, first of all, he is the door to the truth. When we come to Christ, we know the truth, and the truth sets us what? Jesus probably, and I am not, I'm speculating, I'm not saying that he did, but he's probably, because of the context of the passage, he was probably looking at these Pharisees when he talked about robbers, when he talked about thieves, those people who rob people of the truth of what the Sabbath is all about. These religious leaders, uh, false teachers and preachers, who rob people of understanding what grace is all about. These religious people who rob and steal by teaching things that are contrary to the Word of God, that sounds so good, but it's false. These teachers and preachers who rob the sheep by getting them to follow them instead of following Jesus. And the Bible said, Satan, the enemy of your soul, has one goal in mind, and that is he's forever trying to steal and to rob and to kill. And often Satan uses wicked people to do his dirty work. No wonder Jesus said in Matthew 23, 13, he said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourself don't go in and don't let others get in. And beloved, listen to me. We can protect the physical homes, but we are not protecting the inside of the home, our families. You've heard me say this before because I am convinced that in this generation and in this time, our most desperate need is for discernment. It's for discernment. Discernment to distinguish between true shepherds who feed the flock on the Word of God, and false shepherds who feed them on their emotions and on the trends of culture. What we need today is discernment, more than ever, to protect our children, to teach them how to discern. They need to know that there are wolves out there. They may be dressed in sheep's clothing, but they're out there. Their aim is to steal and to destroy our children. Their aim is to take them away from the fold of God. Their aim is to mess with their heads and with their emotions. Their aim is to confuse them. Their aim is to make them distrust the God of mom and dad. Their aim is to take them out of the sheepfold. Jesus said, I'm the gate, I'm the door. There can be no truth apart from Him. 
And that is why more than any time in history, please listen to me, more than any time in history, we need to know how to intercede on behalf of our families. We need to know how to intercede on behalf of our children and on behalf of other believers. We need to strengthen the wall of the sheepfold. We need to be vigilant, especially when they are at a tender age. For when we teach them the truth about Jesus… When we teach them the fact that He is the door and there is no other door, that He is enough, (laughs) that they must put their whole trust in Him, the door, that they must place their complete confidence in Him, the door, that they must learn to recognize His sweet voice and distinguish His voice from the voices of imitators. Only then will we begin to experience the protection of the door. Look at the verse again, verse 9. Chapter 10, verse 9, John's Gospel. Whoever enters through me will be saved or safe. Either way, it can be translated either way. Whoever enters through me will be safe or be saved. And that's it. It makes no difference whether you live in a mansion or in a hut. It makes no difference whether you are rich or poor. It makes no difference if you live behind high walls or no walls at all. You can only find safety in Jesus. Outside, there may be blowing wind and snow and rain and fire. Outside, there may be lightning. Outside, there may be doom and gloom and death. But only inside the door, the Lord Jesus Christ, can we find safety in His truth. Outside, in this sin-stricken world, this stubborn and, and defiant world, which moving speedily toward judgment, but on the inside the door, Jesus, there can be inexplicable peace of mind. You cannot explain it. Jesus said when you come to Him, no one, no one, no one can snatch you out of His hand. That is our security door. That's our security door. I remember I was reading one time about a sign in the front of a big house in Sussex, England, that went something like this, beware of the owner, never mind the dog. (laughs) (laughs) And how true that is. Nothing is going to keep Satan better than to have a sign on your home among your loved ones and the family that says, owned and operated by Jesus. His truth is our real security. There can be no security away from Jesus. In fact, I was thinking about this, and and I thought of this incident that took place back in the year 1900 in the city of Galveston, Texas. It was hit on that year by a huge hurricane. It's probably as strong as Katrina that we now saw, of course, we know in real life. And when that hurricane hit the city of Galveston, it destroyed many alive. It destroyed many a property. And the fathers of the city were determined that this should not happen again. So they brought in a a brilliant engineer, and they asked him, can you build a wall to protect the city so no hurricane can ever touch it? 
And the man said, absolutely. He brought a team, and he began to design this wall that he was absolutely certain. No tidal wave can ever overcome it. In fact, the first phase of the project ended in the year 1904. At first, it was a barricade of three miles long and 17 feet above the tide. And later on, eventually, it was built to be 10 miles. And that engineer was so confident that nothing can penetrate that wall. And then a few years later, he was over in Alaska working on another project. And while he was working on that project in Alaska, he gets a telegram. A telegraph says, the wall has been penetrated and destroyed by a tidal wave, a hurricane. He turned to his associate and he said, it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible. It cannot happen. I designed it to stand. Nothing could penetrate that wall. And sure enough, the telegraph was an error. And that wall still standing today like uh, the rock of Gibraltar. Beloved, when Jesus said, I am the door of the sheep, he was saying that my sheep can only be safe and secure in me. No one can touch my sheep as long as they are in the sheepfold. They are safe until I take them all the way home to my father's house. No enemy can steal the sheep when they're inside the sheepfold. No wolf can devour the sheep as long as they're inside the sheepfold. I know and you know that life can batter us, that circumstances can beat us up. I know that Satan prowls like a hungry lion and his roar sometimes scare a lot of people. I know that temptation can suck us in. I know that the fire of sin is trying to burn us, but it can't. I know that disease is attacking us, but our eternal Savior is the door. Jesus is our protection. His truth is the door of our safety. His truth is the door for our protection. And Jesus promised, I am the door. Whoever enters me will be safe or saved. Stay in the sheepfold. People wander away from the sheepfold only to their detriments. And I've seen enough in my years of ministry where sheep wander away from the sheepfold, and then when they get into trouble, they said, why, why, where's God? Not only that there is safety when you come to God and His truth, His Son, Jesus, but secondly, there is an abundant life inside that door. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you what? More abundantly. Those who come to God through the only door, Jesus, will experience life, will experience it in abundance. Look again, verse 9, chapter 10. Whoever enters through me will be saved. And then what? Those sheep, he says, they're going to come in and go out and find a pasture. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that in Christ and in Christ alone, you will discover true freedom, true liberty, true victory, true joy, true contentment when you come to God the Father through Jesus the door. You will be able to come in, and you're going to find sustenance and refreshment. Then you go out and serve others. You're going to come in, 
be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then you go out and give of yourself. You're going to come in and get loaded with blessings. Then you go out and share the blessings. You're going to come in and receive joy and peace and glory, and then go out and spread it to others. You're going to come in and discover your purpose in life, and then go out and show others how to discover their purpose in life. Amen. See, that's what it means to come in and go out. Total freedom in Christ. Complete liberty. No slavery to sin anymore. Before Christ, we were in chains. We couldn't help it. We were enslaved. But after Christ broke the chains, we were set free. I was thinking about this in my own life, and I thought of a story that comes from those terrible, terrible, terrible days of the slavery. It's a story of a young slave woman, a beautiful woman. She was put up for auction, and the bidding started in earnest. Many people wanted to buy her, and the bidding kept on going higher and higher and higher until two men were left bidding against each other. One of them was a wicked man, uncouth. He was cussing as he was making his bids. But then the other man was standing there quietly, a gentleman, a kind man who was determined no matter how high the price, he's going to bid higher and higher until he, that gentleman, outbid the evil man and won her. And when this gentleman was handed over the papers that made him her owner, the young woman looked at him and stood there in disgust, loathing him with every fiber of her being. But suddenly a change came on her face with utter amazement as she watched the new owner ripping the paper, tearing it to shreds. And with a smile on his face, this kind man says to this now trembling woman, My dear, you are free. I have bought you to set you free. The young woman was too stunned to speak for a moment or two until her emotions overcame her. And she cried a cry of happiness that no words could express. And so she threw herself at the feet of the man who set her free as she exclaimed, Oh, Master, I love you. I'll serve you for life. And beloved, what ownership papers could not do, that man's kindness won her over. When the Lord Jesus Christ hung on that cross and he put his body between the sheep and the enemy, when he hung on that cross, our door, it was to become the door of liberty and the door of freedom and the door to eternal life with him in heaven when he bought us from the slavery of sin and death and Satan, and he set us free, he loved us so much that he paid a hefty price that nobody could overbid him. Nothing could be more precious than his blood that was shed on Calvary. And he did this so that he might set us free from sin and Satan and death.
And then he says to every one of us who have come to him, I no longer call your servant, but a friend. And I can testify to you that my attitude to the Lord Jesus for what he did for me is the same as this young woman. I got his feet every day and I said, Master, I love you. I have and am and will serve you all of my life. The door is for the truth which keeps us safe. The door is for the abundant life that only Jesus can give you. Thirdly, the door is the door of provision. Jesus said about the sheep that they will enter in through the door. They will come in and they'll go out and they're going to find what? Pasture. What is pasture? It's provision. It's provision. All of what we need can be found in Christ. Amen? You will find adequate support in the time of struggle. You'll find adequate strength in the times of weakness. You will find all that you need in Jesus Christ, the door. Probably the Lord was thinking of Psalm 23, verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. There are four things that would keep the sheep from resting at night inside that sheepfold. Four things. Fear will disturb the peace of the sheep, and they will not lie down. Friction among themselves would not give peace to the sheep and disturb them and keep them awake at night. Flies that irritates them keeps them standing and they can't sit and rest and famine when they're hungry. Four things will steal the peace of mind of a sheep and they cannot be contented. They cannot feel free with any of those four disturbances. And only the shepherd, only the door can set the sheep free from those four disturbances. And when he sets us free, he provides us with abundant provision. And beloved, listen to me. Only Jesus could say, come unto me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Only Jesus could say, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Let me ask you this. Are you resting in Christ? Are you resting in Christ? Are you trusting in His provision to be sufficient for the day? Are you confident in His love? You see, only Jesus, the door, can set us free from worry and anxiety. Only Jesus, the door, can set us free from fear. Only Jesus, the door, can set us free from the lies of sin and Satan. Only Jesus, the door, can set us free from spiritual hunger. Only Jesus, the door, can satisfy all of our needs. No one can satisfy you like Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message from Dr. Michael Youssef, recently featured on Leading the Way. If you'd like to know more about us, please visit ltw.org. That's ltw.org.